Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the Forecast Fest. I'm Kate Baldwin here with my colleagues, the Avalon. Hola. The Enton. Shalom, Mahame. It's getting better and better. It is. If he sticks with it, I think it by may have a career 2020, it's going to be bananas. <laughs> nope. And then you lost it again. We are coming to you sooner than usual, friends, because it is debate day in America once again. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Thank you. He's like my laugh track. He is. It's good. Um, on Thursday, seven Democratic candidates are facing off in the sixth and final primary debate of 2019. This one will be held at Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. The DNC, yet again, raising the standards to qualify for the debate stage. To score an invite here, prepare yourselves, listen carefully. <laughs> candidates had to reach 4% support in at least four polls approved by the DNC or 6% support in two single state polls in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, or South South Carolina. Candidates also had to certify they received donations from at least 200,000 unique donors and to complicate it even further, including at least 800 per state in 20 states or territories. Oh, God. Wait, sorry. Did I, what, I know, exactly. Like, did you fall asleep? Mm-hmm. Are you exhausted? And the Does podcast is over. Samoa? <laughs> yes, of course. Okay, just checking. Because as we know, they're Super Tuesday voting block. Mm-hmm. block. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. Your primary calendar. He is. Did I say primary calendar? You exactly. did. Primary calendar. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> okay, so first, let's lay out, because it's actually impossible for us to remember with so many candidates in the race, which candidates are actually making the cut first and foremost. Harry, will you walk through Vanna White style? Yes, I will. As I press the um, board. It's a monitor. Monitor, now. whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it used to be that she flipped the numbers. We've been through this. Yes. Any event, here are the folks. Um, no podium order has been available yet, but we're going to go with... Businessman Tom Steyer, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, Vermont Senator Bernard Sanders, former Vice President Joseph Robinette Biden, Jr., Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and entrepreneur Andrew Yang. What is the difference between a businessman and an entrepreneur? I'm not quite sure, but I'm not, sure one of you just know. just to make it exciting. Ah, there I we mean, go. I mean, Tom Starr uh, is an entrepreneur. Yes, but I think he's, he currently has a company where Andrew Yang is on hiatus from his Financial creativity. I don't know. By the way, this Life is just a super weird last. Being, what? The this list? Is, this is a weird... If you began the cycle and said that this was going to be the eight, you'd be like, what? I totally agree with you. Right. Like, this is where we're going to be heading into the actual yeah. election year and who makes a debate stage. What does that say? So that that's seven. Yes, and it's that seven. Leaves, said, yes. That leaves eight Democrats that didn't make the debate stage who are running for president. A smaller group definitely obviously gives more opportunity to speak, to draw contrast, just to be on the stage. But there is a lot that has changed from the last debate to this. I mean, but first, what do you think, John? Who has their the target on their back most this time? I mean, look, you know, Steyer 
is the odd man out here because his status as the billionaire spending a lot of ads has been somewhat supplanted by Mike Bloomberg, who's doing incredibly well in the polls, but can't make the debate stage because he's not getting outside donations. Um, Klobuchar is fighting for, I think, you know, she's got a toehold in, in some of the early states. Andrew Yang, great single issue candidacy, great uh, devoted base, good communicator, but probably not going to make it um, to to the top tier. But Klobuchar didn't. I mean, she did. She did well in the last debate. And she saw absolutely a did. So bump. did Cory Booker, who should be on this debate stage. Oh, yeah. this is going to be a fun conversation later. Uh, look, here's the deal, folks. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is going to have the target on his back, and I don't believe there's any real question about that. We've seen that building with <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Not from you, Warren. at least. No. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's been going after him in recent days, recent weeks. Uh, obviously, we've seen a built up on social media of anti-Pete Buttigieg uh, material. Please Forget do that. not use social media. I'm just saying who, it's you how saying that people. Here's the deal. But, oh, God. Yes, but Elizabeth Warren tends to be big in the social media space. Point being, any event, that, look, Pete Buttigieg in Iowa has been doing fairly decently. He may be slightly ahead there. Um, New Hampshire might be slightly ahead. And he's been taking some pot shots at the other candidates. So I do believe that Pete Buttigieg is numero uno when it comes to having a target on his back. I mean, said another way, Pete Buttigieg has been drawing contrasts on the campaign trail. Pot shots is just one way, a very obviously— opinionated way of, of saying it. But I mean, I think if you think Pete Buttigieg is smart to have a target, if people, if you think it is smart that people put the target on Pete, I would say, look at the national polling. Like, shouldn't all eyes still be on Joe Biden? Here's the thing. Biden is Teflon. We got Teflon <laughs> Joe, the Biden boomerang. I swear to God, you guys, I, I'm not trying to set him up for these things. No, Every- but it's true because everyone who's taken a shot at Biden has gotten out of the race. He is Teflon. No matter what what kind of a debate performance he has, middling to good, never great, good. never How reels come off. I understand that. Good. Be, well, because he, I think he has had some debates which have been strong, um, but he hasn't dominated the stage. No. But he is Teflon. People like him. They know him, they trust him, and they see that he does better head-to-head against Donald Trump in the swing states. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though, on the fact that, you know, Booker's gone after him, Harris has gone after him, de Blasio's gone after him, um, Eric Swalwell, Warren. who Correct. Warren. So, yeah, I mean, Eric, remember when Eric Swalwell went after him? My goodness, how long ago was that? I right. Think, Wait, was remind the, I think me, I was a year the younger. The Swalwell one was the first debate, yeah. and that was like— it was the generation. Let the next generation yeah. have it. The and torch. then the Castro one was you have a memory problem. Castro, correct. I mean, Castro's going nowhere. So going after Biden doesn't seem to move that. Correct. Right? I think it's also the fact you look at the numbers and what is the difference between this debate and the last one as the is numbers there? are coming in. The only real difference is that war nationally and in Iowa has probably dropped from around like 20 percent to 15 percent. Biden's still up in the mid to high 20s. Sanders is in the high teens now. Maybe he's up a little bit. Um, but Buttigieg hanging around just south of 10% nationally and in the low 20s in Iowa. I, the, the only real movement since the last debate was Warren going down. Right. You know, Good. I know that that's right. And those are the top four. And the other three are fighting for credibility. And I still think Cory Booker should be on the stage. And we're going to get to that. We swear to God. I know we are. But right. I will say, you know, I was thinking about since the last debate was November 20th, right? It was right before Thanksgiving. And I re- remember thinking that night how surprised I was and probably just ignorant, naive is probably the better word, that they were again battling it out over health care once again. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. another debate on the same issue, again, where we know where people stand. And so going into this debate, if they focus 
large amounts of time on fighting over their, where they stand on health care. Okay, I'm going to try to be super objective on this. Is it smart because that is an issue that voters care about and say they want to vote on? Or is it missing the point? They fought it out for so many debates. It, it, Up until this point, like we know where everybody stands on health care. I, I, I think it's an issue on which the candidates can draw contrast with each other, which is part of the reason why it, it's up there. And it's also, as you pointed out, a top issue for voters. So it's not an issue in which they draw contrast where no one cares. It's an issue where they can no, draw contrast like, and people do care. Or you've been asleep because it's the same contrast. Just like wash, rinse, repeat the truth is, for the I've last been, five I've been sleeping. I've been uh, sleepwalking through the past five years. So, I mean, what difference does it make? Have you been sleepwalking, though, That's through the last true. five, six debates? I mean, <laughs> no, look, uh, yeah. you have, but you but, have. But let's also, you know, Clyde Haberman uh, had a great tweet the other day, uh, father of Maggie, longtime New York Times columnist, um, who pointed out that uh, back in 03, in December of 03, Howard Dean had a commanding lead in the national polls and John Kerry was a distant sixth. So, it, you know, everything is a little bit buyer beware, but the top tier has been fairly steady. Um, and, and it, you know, while no one is in a deeply strong position, it, it doesn't look like the, the, the huge difference between the 04 parallel and 2020, which it may end up being that the polls shift significantly. But you hit on it, John. It's that Joe Biden is well known. Joe Biden has stayed steady. It's not like someone like Howard Dean, who was a flavor of the month or a flavor of the season. Joe Biden's been steady. And John Kerry was also in a little bit stronger shape in Iowa. Um, Dean was the pumpkin spice latte of that year. So that's exciting. It's it's less exciting after Christmas. That's true, but all year round I'm pro pumpkin spice. So even though I. I don't drink it, I just love this debate over <laughs> a spice that's like oddly created and not doesn't come naturally. It yeah, it's, it's false. False. Yes. You are false. Anyway, one <laughs> side note. I just want to ask you guys this because it's 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 debate related. Side note. Whatever. Stop. Stop with the lead in, Kate. Impeachment and the impact um on this debate. It's likely. That the, by the time this debate happens, mm -hmm. the president of the United States will have been impeached by the full House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. That is something that's changed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, looking ahead to January, you've got five Democratic candidates, senators, that are likely to be pulled off the trail for potentially weeks. Yes. Because of the Senate trial. And Minimum I, two, likely three to five. I'm very – the the critical month of all critical months, the month before mm -hmm. caucuses. What does one month lost mean for these candidates? You know, it's a question without really historical precedence right. in my mind. And I don't know. I, 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 you know, on one end, you know, I can say, well, they'll be on TV, you know, and that'll be good. On the other end, you know, you're trying to fight it out in Iowa and find those few extra votes – Heading into the caucuses, and if you're not there, you're not able to make those local appearances. I, I, I do think it's probably helpful for Biden insofar as that, you know, obviously the impeachment scandal with Ukraine centers around him and he'll be able to be on the ground in Iowa. But the truth is, I don't know. I, I think that's that's the logical takeaway that we can anticipate. Um, you're going to see all the senators trying to uh, break out, probably talking a little bit more, being a little more passionate, particularly the aforementioned Cory Booker. Uh, but it's got to benefit Biden and, and Buttigieg. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. Next, it's candidates in revolt, possibly, against their own party apparatus. How the top Democrats running for president are telling the DNC the debate process is not fair, what they want done. That's next.
In the wake of Kamala Harris dropping out of the race, some Democrats have been ringing alarm bells. What began as the most diverse field in history will now have only one person of color, Andrew Yang, on the December debate stage. This has led to something of a mutiny in the making among Democratic candidates. Nine candidates signed a letter to DNC leaders urging them to change the qualifications for the January and February primary debates. The letter echoes concerns really heard elsewhere in the Democratic Party that the criteria to get on the stage is what's leading to this less diverse field. One thing I'm struck by in this letter is it's not just Cory Booker, the aforementioned Cory Booker, who is not on the debate stage this time. But this letter is also signed on by Biden, Warren, Sanders, Buttigieg. (laughs) Harry's laughing, oh God, and I think he's—I know—but I think he's getting to what I'm going to ask you about. Go on. In a, if I have to be cynical, all of them saying they're open to changes, but is this more PR than reality that they want to see changes in the debate so, qualifications? Look, it, it's PR to the extent that no one wants to sign a letter saying they don't want more diversity on the stage. Exactly. There is a question of what's the objective criteria you can use. Obviously, there's responsibility on the candidates who haven't been able to hit those numbers. For a campaign that hasn't been able to hit those numbers. Uh, But as you guys have heard me say over and over, it is a lasting curiosity to me that Cory Booker, uh, who has done very well in every debate, has been ranked to be in the top tier of every debate, um, someone who is a very clear contrast to Donald Trump, hasn't been able to convert more support to date. And I do think the debate stage is better with him. And I think it's weird to leave him off. Go on. Okay, Harry, play along with me. Where does he stand in early state polls? Less than 2% less. Where does he stand in national polls? 2% less. Why does he deserve to be on a debate stage? Thank you. Because he is a serious, credible candidate. I So was Steve Bullock, and he didn't get his shot because it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You don't appear on the debate stage, therefore you don't get the polling and you don't get the donors. Well, look, here's the deal. I, I think that Cory Booker is a very talented politician. I think I agree with you, objectively and subjectively speaking, that his debate performances have been strong. But at the end of the day, if the voters aren't buying what you're selling, then that's the ball game here. And I, I, I get, you know, that Cory Booker is upset. But the fact is, it's not just about the overall polls. You know, it's also and you got to have rules of the game. You got to have rules of the game. You have rules of the game. And, but, but, but Tom Steyer's showing you can basically rig the rules. You know what? I don't know. He didn't rig the rules. He didn't literally pay someone for their vote. He just paid for a whole bunch of advertising to convince him that I have name ID. Yes. You know, like, but so here's my thing. This also gets to, well, this is a conversation we have all had around every single debate so far, Mm -hmm. right? This cycle, this cycle specifically, Mm -hmm. how big of an impact are the debates actually having on the cycle? Use Cory Booker as the example. He's not a lot. He's killing it in the debates. So then why does he need to be on the debate stage? Because I do think at this stage it says who's still in the race to people. I think people at some forget. point people are going to pay people, attention people, to debates. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the people will say they're not in the debates, therefore they're maybe they're not running anymore, and it just becomes exponentially okay. harder. And there are non credible candidates who, uh, in terms of actually winning a general nomination in general election, who are on the debate stage, and there are a couple of highly credible candidates who are not. I, I, look. Cory Booker, even in New Jersey, wasn't breaking ten percent back in September, where they know him very, very well. Uh, You know, you talk about the fact that we don't have a lot of non-white candidates on the debate stage. If you look who African-Americans are supporting, for example, Joe Biden's getting 50% plus of that vote. 
Cory Booker is going nowhere fast with that group. Part of the reason why these candidates aren't on the debate stage is because the voters themselves have basically said we don't support those folks. Now, you can argue whether or not we should or shouldn't have qualifications, but at the end of the day, you either got to put up or shut up. Kamala Harris, even though she was running low on dough, made that debate stage. She did. It's just that she decided to get out of the race. You know, someone like Julian Castro, who hasn't been on the debate stage for a little while now, only was getting 3% in Texas, uh, his home state. It's not just about name ID. It sometimes is about the fact that these candidates, despite their high level of thinking about themselves, are just not pulling the support necessary. I will I will give you this, and you make a great point. You will? Only this Go one on. single, single thing is... Um, it, I, don't, I can't say it's still early because it's not. No, but people, it's not. but I would say there is a sense that with, with such a large field, people aren't necessarily plugged in the way that they might be otherwise. It's and just, I and I see I do hear you in terms of then if people still are kind of maybe testing the waters and maybe could be open to another candidate that they don't know from like a Joe Biden type or a Bernie Sanders type, then what? It, why is it the DNC's responsibility to be Correct. winnowing the field early in terms of giving them that exposure to millions and millions of viewers of a debate? I mean, I do hear that. Well, you could do it differently. You could do statewide elected officials, uh, you know, have have a uh, have a, a, a lower barrier to entry mm-hmm. because they've demonstrated an ability mm-hmm. to govern. But you know, maybe. Um, but I think that's you know, for better or for worse. If you think that Andrew Yang is a serious candidate or a candidate who perhaps doesn't really have a shot of winning the nomination. He went out. He got those donors. Absolutely. He went out. He got that support. And where is the think, line going to be yeah. drawn? It, where it, is that's the line? That's a perfectly fair question. But this is the, it's fairly apparent that these rules actually benefit established name brands or single-issue candidates yeah. or self-funders. And it is, or Pete Buttigieg, who went out and got, was able to get tell support. Tell me, if the, is this a definition of irony because I screw it up all the time? The, the reason these rules, these standards came about was as a result of trying to make up for what was a real or perceived bias in the debate process that right. Bernie Sanders was complaining about in the 2016 election. So this was supposed to make it more objective, less subjective. I think that's right. And... You know, look, I think the lesson sometimes learned is that when you try and correct for last time's mistakes, you often create new mistakes of your own making. Right. But let's just put it in perspective here. We are six weeks out from Iowa. The president of the United States is being impeached. The Democrats are getting together and folks are really starting to pay attention. And not all the candidates who are still in the race are going to be on the stage. But this is where it gets real, folks. You're going to be lulled in the holidays. History is in the present tense right now in politics, especially this week. This is going to be a really interesting debate, to say the very least. All right. That does it for us today. Enjoy the debate. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, please leave us a comment. Also, we want to know what you think about this week's debate and how it impacts the 2020 race. You can tweet us. You can always find me at Kate Baldwin. At John Avalon. Henrietta. At F O. R-E-C-A-S-T-E-R-E-N-T-E-N. People are asleep by the time you finish it. They were were asleep long before that. Oh, (laughs) and the truth comes out. Special thanks to our team behind the scenes. Amy Eason, Lauren Moore, Raj Makija, Emma Soslowski, David Toledo. We'll see you next time for another episode of The Forecast Fest. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. 
And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So, you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.